I was listening to the radio the other day, and they, <clears throat> they were interviewing this public official who had been in a position of responsibility. I think it had something to do with the mortgage crisis. And uh, he'd kind of dropped the ball. And he was defending himself. And he kept saying, my hands were tied. And all these regulations, my hands were tied. Well, I want to tell you a story about a time when I was in a position of responsibility and my hands were tied. Uh, this was uh, 15 years ago, 1997. I was working for an organization called Holt International Children's Services. And uh, the, this organization did international adoptions. So we brought children from about 13 different countries around the world to the United States uh, to be adopted by American families. Uh, but more than that, they also had programs in those 13 countries with partner agencies that did things like foster care, uh, domestic adoption programs, reuniting families, and supporting orphanages, and, uh, which is all very expensive work. And I was a fundraiser for the organization. One of the things that we did to raise funds was to take our donors, our volunteers, uh, people interested in our work, we would take them to these countries. And uh, we would visit orphanages. We did work projects in orphanages. Uh, and uh, in this case of this trip, we were visiting at Christmas time. It was uh, early December, and we had put together um, just a massive amount of things like uh, Pedialyte and diapers and blankets. And we were going to go to Guatemala. <laughs> or to have Christmas parties, really, with three orphanages, one in the central and in Guatemala City, in the capital city, and in two other outlying areas up in the mountains. Uh, and we were going to visit orphanages. We were going to take all these things as gifts to the orphanage directors. And also, uh, at least every child, mostly toddlers, were going to receive one or more personal gifts from us. You know, when you're living in an orphanage, when you're living in a communal situation, uh, it's really important to have something that is your very own. So, I was in charge of this. I actually recruited all the people to go on this trip. There were about 12 of us, including three teenagers. There was, um, uh, about a 50, I think she was about a 15-year-old girl from, from uh, Iowa. Uh, there was a young boy, about, uh, no more than 12 or 13, from Chicago. And, uh, and my, my good friend Bill and his son, uh, who, Tyler, who was, I think, 16. And then a sprinkling of adults from all over the country. So we got to Guatemala. The trip got off to a great start. And uh, we had a wonderful time in that first day uh, on the ground with, uh, with, at that uh, center <coughs> orphanage for, uh, in Guatemala City, playing with the kids, uh, feeding them their you know, rice cereal in the high chairs, uh, opening gifts, having parties, doing a little light tasks. Uh, it was a lot of fun. It's always fun to hold babies. Always fun to hold babies, especially when you can Give them back. 
And we did some tourist things. We went uh, out to Antigua, which is the old Spanish colonial capital of Guatemala uh, with a 16th century you know, cathedral. And it, just, it was just a great native marketplace. Well, the next morning, we all got on the bus. <laughs> the whole top of the bus was, was loaded with these packages to go to these two orphanages that we were going to be visiting over the next several days. And, uh, and we all got on the bus. Now, to, as part of, uh, of the, uh, the crew on the bus, uh, the, the woman, wonderful woman, uh, who ran these programs in Guatemala for Pol named Blanca, she came along because she, she was going to be our guide and our interpreter, and she, she knew the orphanage directors and you know, was going to help us with where we're going to, hotels we're going to be staying in, you know, all the typical arrangements. And because of our group is kind of large, she also brought her teenage daughter, Fabiola, who was 15 or 16 years old herself. So uh, off we go. We're on the main central highway, uh, you know, Central America 1 that goes right through the heart of Guatemala. Uh, about 45 minutes out of, out of town. I'm, I was just thinking, uh, hey, you know what? We ought to break out some campfire songs or something. Um, and I looked, I was sitting on the driver's side of the bus, I looked down, and passing us was a little red Toyota pickup. And sitting in the bed of the pickup were these three men holding automatic rifles. I'm talking not your dad's hunting rifle, I'm talking Kalishnikovs or something. And before I even really had time to register that and wonder what that was all about, I realized they were forcing us off the highway. We were being hijacked. So they forced the bus to come to a stop on the, on the side of the road, and they rushed onto the bus, and, and the one guy you know, threw the driver out of the way and took control of the bus, and the other two ran on to, into the bus and, and told us, don't move. You know, they're brandishing these weapons, they're yelling at us, don't move, stay in your place. Now, I know no Spanish, but I understood that. <laughs> so the driver, the new driver, he grabs the wheel and he turns it, and we just plunge down off of the national highway, down this slope, when we're banging around and the buses, you know, no road. So we're just going over and under and, and uh, uh, probably 100 or maybe 200 yards down to where we're completely hidden from the road. And we've reached the floor of the jungle, the forest floor. Well, now they, they made us get up, get off the bus one by one. As we got off the bus, they harvested my watch, my wedding ring, my cash. Those were the days of fanny packs. <laughs> they'd go through, they cut the fanny pack with a knife and paw through it. Took my, it left us our credit cards. They made us take off our shoes. They tied my hands behind my back with my shoelaces. And they had us all lay down, face to the ground on the floor of the jungle. I 
was petrified. I was terrified. I, I, I was thinking that this was it. In the meantime, you know, they've thrown down all of the uh, packages from the top of the bus and they're ripping them open. They, uh, they, they didn't just like open suitcases, they had these knives and they just slit them all the way around the fabric, popped them open. And they took, it's weird, they took things like, they took my electric shaver. Okay, why was I bringing an electric shaver? <laughs> I was practicing this story the other day and I, I got to that part and I thought, what was I doing with an electric shaver? But I didn't have it anymore after that. They took a little travel alarm clock. They took the women's jewelry, obviously cash, anything electronic, anything that they thought they could sell. And they strewed, you know, this, this, uh, all the material that we had packaged, all the diapers and the Pedialyte and the blankets and all these gifts for the orphanage, all these, there were teddy bears everywhere. And we're still laying face down on the floor of the jungle. There's all this yelling going on. They're still yelling, don't move. They're brandishing these weapons. <clears throat> and Blanca is yelling right back at them. She's having this dialogue with them. I didn't realize until later what she was saying. What she was saying to them, she was telling them, yes, we are on this mission of mercy. And our mission of mercy is to, is to accompany these four teenagers who have AIDS. Don't touch them. Don't you touch these children. You'll get sick. You know, I think if I had known what she was saying, I would have, I would have even been more terrified at that moment. As I'm laying there, my hands tied behind my back, I felt absolutely powerless. I felt absolutely helpless. And I felt totally guilty. I this was all my fault. I'm the leader of this. I recruited these people. They're my friend. My best friend in the whole world is here with his son. I put them in harm's way. So what am I going to do about it? You know, should I jump up? Should I overpower somebody and take their Kalishnikov away and then mow down the other bad guys? <laughs> It occurred to me. <laughs> yeah. That's what Rambo would have done. But no, of course, I didn't do anything but lay there. I didn't do anything but lay there and just feel awful. I mean, we all felt terrible, but I had this, you know, this Catholic thing going. I know, I suppose. <laughs> And then they disappeared. They said something like, don't move for 30 minutes or we'll come back and shoot you. <laughs> well, it didn't take long to think. They're not coming back. <laughs> we managed to, uh, 
you know, to get up and untie each other's hands. And, uh, you know, we're all in shock, and there's tears, and are you okay? Is anybody injured? I mean, this was quite a, quite a ride down this hillside, if nothing else. Uh, you know, look, where's, where's, oh, there's one of my shoes. Where's my other shoe? Uh, you know, has anybody seen my passport? Eventually, you know, we, we got it together enough to walk back up to the highway, and we made our way back into the city. But this, you know, this, uh, this trip of ours, this Christmas cheer trip of ours was ruined. It was dead. It was over. Um, eventually, some people came out and they picked up all these goods and, and we had a chance to, to, to look through and, and, you know, pick out your change of jeans and your shirt. But everybody reached, you know, changed their tickets and went home early. Hmm. I stayed long enough to uh, make sure that the, all the goods were picked up off the floor of the jungle and that they would eventually get to their destinations. And I learned, we all learned in dealing with the U.S. Uh, embassy there and with local officials that what was going on was that Guatemala was just coming out of 30 years of civil war. 30 years of civil war in a small country of a few million people. And uh, during that time, you know, villages had been burned to the ground and people were uprooted and, uh, you know, men had been drafted into the national army or they had been forced, you know, into the, the revolutionary forces. And now that was all over. The economy was in a shambles. Society was turned upside down. And all these former soldiers had no job, no prospects, mouths to feed, and only one tool, an automatic rifle. <coughs> you know, no shots were fired. No one got raped. No one got injured, physically. But that doesn't make it right. I mean, I understand the context of this, but that does not make it right. You know, they stole more from me than they stole than my watch or my electric shaver. You know, they for one thing, they stole my innocence. They stole my nativity. You know, we're the good guys. I mean, we're down here on this mission of mercy and we're visiting, you know, these abandoned children, orphans. We're bringing them some Christmas cheer. We might as well be mugging Santa Claus. <laughs> so that was, you know, that I kind of grew up. I realized the world was a more dangerous place than maybe I had had thought. And maybe even more importantly, this, the other thing that they stole from me was my self-image as this leader, you know, as somebody who's responsible and competent and who is a problem solver. And, uh, you know, it took, me, it took me a long, long time to realize that this wasn't my fault. There's really nothing I could have done about it. 
I mean, I couldn't, I, you know, I could give everybody when we arrived a safety talk, you know, don't wander around by yourself at night and make sure your wallet is hidden. That wouldn't have helped in this situation. What I carried all, all these years, I've carried this anger about that, about these, what the, these two precious things that they stole from me. It took me a long time to feel confident again in any position of leadership or being in charge of something. And, you know, frankly, I thought in telling this story, which I have never talked about, it would, you know, it would bleed some of that anger out. You know, it would make me feel better about all this. But I'm still pissed. <laughs> <laughs>